there. You're tuned in to Working the Dash with TK. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hello, Valerie Brown. How are you? I'm doing all right, TK, to Keith Peterson Carter. How are you? <laughs> I am so excited. You are tuned in to Working the Dash with TK, another episode. And I am so excited to bring uh, to you an exciting recording tonight on this historic day. None other than Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. We are celebrating his day and tonight we're going to be talking about the fear of success right here on this episode of Working the Dash with TK. Valerie Brown has joined me on this podcast episode and I want you to know she is an entrepreneur. She is such an amazing woman in church as well as in the secular world. She's an educator. I'm going to give her a space right now just to tell us a little bit more about uh, who she is. I know who she she is. She's definitely my sister. I absolutely love the girl. And I just want her to tell us just a little bit about herself, um, just from all aspects. Come on, Valerie, tell us who you are. Okay, well, TK, Takita has already given you my name. I'm uh, Valerie <laughs> Brown, a native of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, born and bred Tennessee Southern girl. Um, in this season of 2020, I've always been gifted. Like, I believe that we all have the, a gift, all have a calling. And mine has always been to be an encourager and to inspire others. So I've kind of focused all of that energy in the year of 2020, which is the year of focus and insight. And I have declared that in the year of 2020, I am your purpose pusher, your dream chaser, and your goal friend, your G-O-A-L friend. And yes. I'm pushing people into their destiny, to following their dreams. We're setting goals and we're, we're pushing. Now, out of all the pushers, the, the purpose pushers that I know, Takitha is one of the most consistent purpose pushers and accountability partners that anybody could ever find in life. And I celebrate oh you and I appreciate you. And it's because I've been able to glean from the pushes that you've given me. They've not always been gentle pushes, but they were pushes <laughs> that were needed. And, um, you know, because I've gotten that I am where I am today. I am so happy uh, just to hear that. And, you know, sometimes the person who's pushing um, other people, they also need that push. And since you are that person, you know, it's always good to connect. Uh, we are goal friends. I absolutely love that. G-O-A-L friends. I love that. So, you know what? We're going to be talking tonight about the fear of success. And yes, we do have some questions on the table, but what I would like for you to do, Valerie, I want you to lead this conversation um, with some of those questions. I want you to lead the conversation out with that because I really want you to kind of ignite the audience and I want you to ask the questions to the audience uh, that I would actually be asking you I want you to ask those questions and let's just have a conversation let's just jump right into it uh, the fear of success tell me about that topic and tell me why you feel that that topic um, you know in indicates pretty much uh, where a lot of us are right now 
okay a lot of times when when somebody is having a discussion on something you you really think they have uh, an expertise on it that that's their their field or you know their level of what they kind of accomplished you probably won't google me and find me on a big screen or a billboard anywhere you know if you google my name you're probably not going to get that many hits so you're probably asking yourself what qualifies this young lady to even speak on success mm-hmm. i might not be able to tell you how to be absolutely successful where you're on somebody's platform with a grand stage where your name you know is in lights or where you're googled and you know your name is the first name that pops up when you enter your name in google but i can talk to you about fear and i think that that's some of the things that have held back you know so many people that I know including myself uh, just having a fear of success like what goes along with the fear of success what does it look like what does it feel like and not only that but what are the consequences of having a fear of success and holding on to it for so long so that's kind of what prompted this particular conversation not that I'm such a successful person or not that I'm just so popular or well known but I do know that if I would have not held on to fear for so long I could have been much further in life and success and in my goals than mm-hmm. I am withholding on to fear. Right. And and procrastination, uh, we know that procrastination is the thief of time. And sometimes we procrastinate not because we really, really just want to do what we're trying to launch out and do, but we procrastinate mm-hmm. because we are afraid to do what we know that we can do. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You know, sometimes when we um, look at the left and we look at the right and we begin to compare what we have um seen as the definition per se of success we will measure ourselves against that and say well you know what i have to offer Mm -hmm. is not going to you know yield that return um of of you know investment or yield that return of motivation or encouragement or you know people may not accept readily what i have to offer but the thing about it is is that if you don't ever start you never will know what you know, who you're helping and who you can right. um, influence or impact rather. So at this stage in my life, you're absolutely uh, right. When you talk about fear, um, there's been so many times that I've dealt with rejection that um, rejection will cause you to remain stagnant because you're so afraid that you're mm-hmm. not going to be accepted. And I want you to talk about, um, you can even just kind of throw the question out there, just ask a general question regarding this, you know, even to the audience so that we may even be able to get some feedback on this as well. Okay. You know, what are some of the, the questions that people will really have when they're talking about the fear of success? Well, one of the things, it's interesting that you would use the word parallel. I did uh, something that I've kind of embarked on is doing Monday Night Motivation Lives on my Facebook page. And I'm trying to expand it to a larger audience with the YouTube mm-hmm. channel and, of course, starting a podcast. But one of the things that I talked about on my live a couple of weeks ago about purpose and the word parallel, one of the points that I gave is you cannot parallel park when it comes to your purpose. And what I mm-hmm. mean by that is you can't pull up next to somebody else and, like you said, compare to where they are, their journey, their story, where they are. You know, we look at markers and we say, well, I should have a bigger house. I should have a better job. I should have a, a happier marriage. I should have children by now. I should have this, that, and the other. And that that's one of the things that kind of is, is it works against us. When we parallel park and we start looking mm. into the car on the left and we look into the car on the right and we're looking at the features that this one has and the things that this one has acquired, but we don't know their journey. And the, um, the another thing... Um, um, 
that I talked about as far as the parallel parking. I went into the thing about what horses, when uh, race horses and horses, we have Bill Street in Memphis and horses that are doing carriage rides. They put these things called blinders on yes. them. And if you're not familiar with the, what a blinder is, it prevents the horse from seeing side to side and being distracted, especially in races. So they're not distracted by what's going on on the side, the cheers or the booze or whatever is going on. And it's, and also, in addition to not being able to see what's on the side to distract them, they're not able to look back. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's yeah. when we talk about uh, comparing ourselves, that's another thing that lends itself to, to fear. Another thing, um, it was something you mentioned. I can't remember specifically what it was. Uh, we talked about comparing and it was another point I wanted to make. It escapes me right now. But I do know that we have a fear of, uh, it's not just necessarily a fear of success, but the counterpart of that is a fear of failure. Yes. I know what the point was that I wanted to make. We talked about who would receive it. Who would receive yes. it? That's one of the main questions that I ask myself. Uh, many people in my circle know that I am a writer. That's just what I love to do. It's therapeutic for me. Uh, I've been trained. Uh, you know, I'm just, I was an avid book reader. Uh, I'm an, well, was an English teacher for 15 years. I'm out of the classroom in the role of administration. But, you know, people would always ask, why haven't you written your book? Uh, family members, church members, they challenged me. Why haven't you written your book? And my question is always, who's going to read it? Right. Who would read it? You know, and then I had to, you know, I was talking uh, to a pastor once and she made the comment that your gift is not for you. It's not for you to worry about. Your gift is not just for you to enjoy. If God put it in you, you just do the work and then let him do the other part. So that fear of failure. Yes. Kind of erupts and kind of comes up. And so it's not just, a, you know, success that we're afraid of and what comes with success, but it's also failure. But we have to kind of realize and take on the concept that it's never about failure, but it's always about um, lessons learned. So yes. one of the questions that people can ask is why are people afraid of success or major accomplishments? Uh, that, that's the question. Why are people afraid of success or major accomplishments? Number one, it calls you to a greater uh, height or depth of accountability because if you put out something that is successful people are going to be looking for a follow up uh yes accountability right so you find yourself now in a pressure mode and that goes back to the mindset of a fear of failure because you like okay i put this out i put this book out i put this cd out i put this you know this uh uh product out yes and and it was successful but what is my follow-up going to be? Are they going to think I'm a one-hit wonder? Are they going to think this was just by luck that the first time it worked for me, but I'm really not qualified? And so it, it, it goes into the, you know, the whole thing of now you're put in a place, you put yourself in the spotlight. People know what you are capable of, and they're trying to see if you're going to be able to reproduce. Wow. And so that kind of becomes an issue for some people of why they, you know, kind of tend to shy away from even trying. Some of it, consists of the planning and the groundwork. You mentioned earlier uh, you were talking about procrastination and for a procrastinator, trying to plan something major is like one of the worst. It could be one of the worst (laughs) things in the world. You're doing everything at the last minute, but it takes planning and groundwork to be successful. Anybody that is successful, I know they had sleepless nights. I know they had days where they were frustrated when it seemed like nobody understood their vision. You tried to explain the vision to somebody and when they regurgitated the information back to you, their comprehension was totally not 
what right. you just said and to them. Not at all. So, not at all. Right. So that that whole planning and that groundwork, the you preparation stage, the right? Preparation completely. Stage. What preparation. is it? What do they say? If you uh fail to plan, you plan to fail. That is absolutely true, especially when you're talking about monumental things, when you're talking about doing something that's major, something that's mega, you have got to put that planning in and that groundwork. Another thing you mentioned is rejection. And that's kind of what I spoke to, like who's gonna purchase it? Who's gonna support it? Who's gonna buy it? And for somebody like say, you know, you've written a book or you have a product and you purchase a table and nobody comes. It's like you have to develop a resilient spirit to not yeah. allow that, you know, to determine how hard you go the next time. So we have to turn rejection into resilience. Yeah, exactly. And, and we have to take the parallel parking mentality and put that into preparation. And Absolutely. so it's just like making a meal. You know, if you prepare to cook uh, chicken, rice, and, and vegetables, and your chicken is frozen, you can't have it unless you have made the proper preparation, you've gone through the preparation stages, obviously you can't cook frozen chicken just out of the, uh, out of the, the freezer into the oven and you've not been able to season it or break it up or prepare Mm -hmm. it to be Uh eaten. And I think what happens is a lot of times we have great ideas, but because we don't plan and we do not prepare the ideas remain just that. They remain ideas. Ooh, and, ideas. And yes, they just remain an idea because an idea without a plan, an idea without a, without preparation is exactly that. It is an idea. It cannot, even a dream. I mean, as, as, as right. the aspiration, the dream, the goal, if you do not put the planning and time into it, it's de- it just sits there as such. It's, that's all it is until you start preparing it. And so often we, we really get excited about um, writing the vision, making it plain. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. am so excited about the word plain because inside the word plain, the eye sits right in the middle. And if you move that mm-hmm. eye and you put like it on that. the beginning of plain, it says, I plan. So when you I make plan. it plain, You have to plan it in order to make it plain. And so before you can even start getting excited about uh, running and and fulfilling that vision, you've got to stop and you have to prepare. And and so many times, Val, we get stuck at the preparation stage because as we're writing, we say, oh, man, this is too big. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough people who's going to receive it. I don't have a platform. You know, all of those things start to plague your mind. And so we get stuck at the preparation stage. So we stop the plan because we're just writing down something that's merely just on paper. We haven't even, we've never even pursued going to the bank. We've never even pursued trying to go out to live beyond the level of expectation that we have set for ourselves. So I think sometimes we are uh, self-inflictors when we are trying to move out and move forward. But tonight, I want us to to definitely get some tips and some tools and some resources to know that we can live Mm -hmm. in the idea that with what we have, with what God has given us, with what he has commissioned us to do, that we're going to carry it out and not be afraid of the success, but turn the fear uh, we can let it remain fear. We just have to know how we, we just got to do it afraid, you know? Right. We can, you can right. have that fear because you know what? It's normal. And when you say 
that successful people have put in a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and time. It is Mm -hmm. true. They're burning the midnight oil. And then it's all about how we define what success looks like. Because obviously, if you have, uh, if you're just starting out, you're not going to be Oprah in a day. You're not going to be Tyler Perry in a day. You know, you're not going to be the person you see on CNN sitting behind that desk. You know, what you probably don't know is that they started in high school, uh, you know, on the school newspaper and right. work their way up. But so many times we get confused in right. how to capture what success is. And that's why we, we keep ourselves behind. So I don't want us to be so afraid uh-huh. That, you know, we continue to self-inflict because the fear sometimes just comes out of the idea that we're looking at what somebody's end result is. And we've right. not even got, we have not even started. There is definitely a road to success. It is a journey. <laughs> yes. What does it say? The journey of a uh, thousand the journey of a thousand miles starts with starts one with step. one step. Yes, it, it is definitely. And once I preached a message, uh, and it asked the question, uh, "What is the richest area in the world? Where mm-hmm. is the place that you will find the the richest yes. people?" And I said, "Well, it's not in you know in Asia. It's not in the United States. It's not in all these other places that you would think the richest place in the world is in the cemetery That's because right. it's in the cemetery that so many people took their dreams, mm-hmm. their goals." And their aspirations they never planned or they planned but they never pursued uh right. they 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 wrote it down but they never followed through they let people talk them out of their dreams and aspirations or they even talk themselves out of it so one of the richest places that we will find in the world is in the cemetery people left with inventions they they left with uh with cures to diseases they yeah. i mean just so much that's where the answers are it's in the graveyard so when we when we leave and transition from this side to the other we should purpose in our hearts to leave uh leave here empty and like you said level of success does not mean i'm on the big screen level of success does not mean that i'm on tv or on the radio success is what is it is the individual plan the individual path and what you said what god has called you to be and what he's called you to do if you have accomplished that in your life you have lived a life of success Absolutely. And that's what working the dash is all about. Working the dash is understanding that we only come to this earth with two dates and a dash and mm-hmm. what you do in between. It, it's so um, it's mind boggling to me that your entire life is it, it is actually your whole story is told by that Thumbed one little hyphen in, in the middle. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. So it's like you have your date of arrival, you have your date of departure. But what are you doing with the middle part of your life? What are you doing to fulfill and maximize? And now guess what? Everybody's journey of success, everybody's story of success is going to look completely different. Look totally different. <laughs> That's why you have to be comfortable and confident in what God has called you to do and what he has given you to do. And although, you know, we may look at this from, you know, the, the, the side of, you know, well, I'm, I don't, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't know um, what to do next. I'm not a writer. I don't have, but whatever your definition of success is, Absolutely. make sure that it is your journey, that it is your definition and that you are not trying to be a carbon copy of what someone else is doing. Now, I would tell you, I struggle even to this day, as much as I push and motivate people, I even struggle myself personally, just as a transparent moment um, with even doing things 
such as this, you know, podcasting and writing mm -hmm. blogs, because you're always going to have that fear um, that it's not going to be well received or, you know, mm -hmm. am I doing this in vain? You know, you sit and put, you know, we put a whole lot of hours into this kind of stuff, you know, you and you pour exactly. your heart out and you're trying to help people and you know that your heart's desire is just to motivate others and that your story and that your um, you know, all of the failures that you've, you've gone through, they're just to help somebody else. And, and, you know, when you battle with those things, it becomes one of those, you know, conversations of, shall I continue? Shall I pursue? And I want you to know that the answer is yes. What do you say? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And to add to that, um, you know, we, we sometimes look at, uh, quantity versus quality yeah we are so into Ooh, the numbers uh, but there is a song that uh I, I can just hear my grandmother uh who's an 87 year old she's a songstress in her own right even at 87 uh she actually was a soloist at bishop mason's funeral and she's no. on that cd singing but i can like vividly as we're having this conversation i can hear her singing if i can help somebody mm as I, you know, travel along this way, then my living will not be in vain. Then they go back into their part again. They make sure you heard it. Then my living <laughs> will not be in vain. They said it a couple of times. And so many times we look at the masses, like when um one of the uh, challenges that I had when I started back doing my Facebook Lives, it's been years. I was doing videos before Facebook Live was even Facebook Live. I would record my video and download it on Facebook. I had a flip camera back in the day. And uh, <laughs> I would record my videos and download them on Facebook or whatever. And I got away from it. And I, I just questioned myself. I said, had I stuck with it, when I did it, I could have had a major audience right now. But because I didn't, you know, for whatever reason, uh, fear of success, fear of failure, all of those reasons, you know, you want to, to get the masses. But you got to realize there is one somebody that when you share, well, I've started yeah. back, I think this is my third live that I've done. I've received so many messages from people saying that was for me. And I can tell you this now, had I only received one message, that would have been enough for me. If I just had one person, and I've had multiple people to reach out, but if I had only had one, all of the preparation, because when I get on and do my lives, I don't just jump on, you know, on a whim. I yeah, actually take yeah. the time to study, write notes, think about process. All of that time spent into doing it, it's not in vain if I could help one somebody. So that's what we have to remember. It's, it's not about, you know, always being in the spotlight. Sometimes it's about the behind the scene work. But if you're behind yeah. the scene work, you know, it's monumental. You're doing something major. I'm going to share something and I'll turn it back over to you that I thought this was so powerful. And I said, the the first opportunity that I get to preach this, I'm going to do it. <laughs> we were at a, a uh, an official service on Friday night and uh, Bishop Jerry Maynard, who was the prelate for Tennessee Fourth, uh, was speaking and giving accolades to my father, who was Elder Clifton Brown. And so he was just making, you know, sharing that my father, uh, Elder Brown, had connected you know, himself to my grandfather, Bishop Ward, mm -hmm. and to my uncle, who's the pastor of uh, Greater Harvest Church, uh, Elder Renard Ward, how my father had made that connection for them and how now that that connection has developed a relationship and a bond. And so when he spoke of my father, he said, everybody needs a joint. Now, I know that went over some people's heads, yes. but I caught it the first time he yes. came out. 
And you need somebody to pave the way. You need somebody to be a trailblazer. So you might, whatever you're doing or whatever, you know, whatever you're pursuing, it might not reach everybody, but you're paving the way for the next person to come behind you and to be greater and to take it to another level. Somebody has to pave the way. So if you're able to pave the way for somebody, if you say, you know what, like sister, uh, sister, I'm calling you sister, TK says, you know, sometimes (laughs) I'm skeptical about my podcast but my thing is because I've seen you do it I reached out to you and said hey how do you do this you were so you know open and transparent and not being selfish and holding it like it's me and it's mine you opened up and said this is how you do it so you were the John for me you paved the way so then now I already have people asking me well how do you do a podcast because I mentioned that something and as soon as you figure out how to do it let me know so it's a seed that when you plant you might not see it necessarily reap in in a certain way, but when you look around and see how your seed has multiplied to other seeds and how it's reaching other mm-hmm. people, yeah, you see what I'm yeah, saying? You yeah. have to have somebody to pave the way. And for me, you have been that person, whether you know it or not, you know, whether you realize it or not, I admire you on so many levels. I mean, you push people. And one thing that I said tonight is sometimes when you become a purpose pusher for others, it really motivates you because people yes. are looking at you. They're holding you accountable. <laughs> now they're looking at, you know, you pushing me, what you doing? <laughs> you know, and so, but I can always say anytime I've turned around to ask, like, you know, rhetorical question, look at uh, TK, what are you doing? I, I, I got an answer. She out here publishing books she's out here you know doing t-shirts she's out here uh you know uh recruiting people for uh, a bible college i mean she's always making moves she's out here putting on pageants at a uh, national convention so i mean it's always her hand is always in something and you hear that uh that that saying says uh uh jack of all trades uh what is that uh, master of of none (laughs) but everything that she puts her hand to do god has blessed her to uh pursue it with the spirit of excellence so that is success thank you so much and and you're right like how it defines itself um if you really do it with a, a a spirit of excellence and you do it in the spirit of of no agenda see that's the problem mm-hmm. Uh, most of us go in with the wrong agenda and the wrong mindset and it and you know all the time that doesn't work uh but i i do want to as we bring this podcast to a close uh you did mention bishop jerry l maynard and there is a book that he's written that you know if if anyone who, whoever's listening to this podcast i would that you would uh get this book it's called living beyond expectancy and in his book mm. he speaks about Christians never fail. He talks about watering the seeds that we planted, but he also makes a statement. Um, and I just want to quote from his book, living beyond expectancy, uh, Christians never fail. It's in uh, one of his chapters. He says, we have delays, setbacks, frustrations, and potholes, but we don't fail. We don't fail. We have been created to triumph. And he also goes on to say that as long as there is life in our bodies, we have the opportunity to succeed. He says, it may take some people three months, three years, 30 years, and others to find a lifetime of success. But in God, there is absolutely no failure. So I want to end by just letting um, letting the audience know, listening audience know that uh, we are not going to be deceived by the fact that we are failures. We are not mm-hmm. failures. Um, we are going to overcome the fear of success 
and we're going to move and we're going to live and we're going to catapult um, our way into um, what God has definitely commissioned us to do. Valerie Brown, I want to pause at this moment just to tell you how much I, I certainly admire you as a sister and a friend. Um, you're also a Delta. Um, uh, uh, you, you are <laughs> you are a sorority sister. Indeed, but, I am. <laughs> And um, I just want to uh, just congratulate you on all of the positive things that you're doing. I want everybody to check her out on her Monday night live podcast. And you also do something on Wednesday mornings as well, correct? Right. Wednesday morning is just a brief uh, Wednesday morning motivation for less than five minutes. We affirm our day together and we kind of set a goal. We check in. We give uh, tidbits on how to set goals and how to stick with them. So that's on Monday morning is about 745. Okay. I mean, so not Monday. I'm Wednesday. sorry. Wednesday morning. Yes. And on Monday night, you have a live. And so I want you all to follow Valerie Brown on social media. Um, Facebook, definitely. She's under Valerie Brown. I want you to check out all of her podcasts. And as you've already heard her say, um, so it is no secret. Uh, she will be expanding her audience. And, you know, I, I have a YouTube channel, but I thank God that she is getting ready to come on out. I mean, I just, this is what I absolutely love. I love people who are willing to just just take the risk. Sometimes you just, that's that's how you overcome and that's how you get to success is sometimes you have just got to take the risk knowing that you're going to be upheld. So uh, I want you to know Valerie is a preacher uh, in the ecclesi, uh, in the in the ecclesia. She is a, a preacher. <laughs> we know her as a preacher. And uh, she's definitely a carrier of the gospel. In the secular uh, world, she is an, an, an educator. And I know that she was in the classroom, but the Lord has thought fit to elevate her and to yes. uh, allow her now to be um, one of the administrators. And you can talk just a little bit about that. Um, what is that role? That role is considered an instructional facilitator. So my job is to coach teachers yes. to build them to their capacity. So yes. that's what I do uh, for the language arts department, uh, push teachers to be their very best. Absolutely. Well, we have enjoyed this podcast. Valerie, you're going to definitely be coming back. Uh, but pretty soon we're going to hear your podcast as you have yes, so stated here. And I'm so excited about that. Um, you're going to hear from Valerie Brown much more. And I'm, you know what? You stated that your name may not be in lights. Guess what? Your name is in lights uh, already, in, in in my opinion. It's, it's big. It's already great because you Thank have you the too. blessing of Abraham over your life. And we're going to continue to promote and push each other into That's greatness right. and into destiny thank you so much for being my gold friend and i'm thank excited you for I'm, I'm, girl i'm gonna be posting that so don't be mad i'm gonna i'm gonna hashtag I'm not gonna be it. mad i want <laughs> to be mad we are gold friends right? we are gold friends and i appreciate that thank you for holding me accountable thank you for um for stating that i i have to keep on pushing because there are people out there that are definitely uh, looking at the trends that are being set and it just promotes and pushes us into other levels so that we can definitely be a voice and a light to others. Thank you so much, Val, for joining me. And thank you, listening audience, to the Work in the Dash podcast. God bless each and every one of you. This is the historic day. This is Martin Luther King Jr.'s day, and we have recorded uh, on a very successful topic tonight. And I'm excited. I don't know about you all, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm motivated. I'm pumped. And I am empowered to live uh, beyond the expectation. 
And thank you so much once again, Valerie Brown, for joining this episode of Working the Dash XOXO from your inspirational motivator. This has been TK on the Working the Dash podcast. We will see you at another time.